You're listening to Glowing Older, the podcast that goes deep with the experts shaping senior living. Thank you to our season two sponsor, Contento Marketing, advisors for content and communications to position your company for the future. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and I'm delighted to be here today with Meredith Oppenheim, founder and CEO of Vitality Society. Meredith has a wealth of experience in senior living, and I'm so excited to be interviewing her today. So welcome to the program, Meredith. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. I'd love to start by getting um, some details on your background in the senior living industry. Sure. I started working in the senior housing industry after graduating the Harvard Business School in 2001, and it's been two wonderful decades. My work has spanned the full continuum from active adult, independent, assisted, and dementia, and I work for owners and operators across the continuum and around the world. And I have loved the industry, the complexity between the real estate, the healthcare and hospitality, and the urgency and the need to get all of that right all together in one building at every moment, 24-7, is something I care deeply about and have loved being part of. And you, uh, looking at the whole gamut of senior living, saw a, a real need for, for something. So tell me about Vitality Society and what inspired you to launch the platform. After two decades working in the senior housing industry, what I noted is we provided such exceptional care and service to both the residents and adult children that were relying on us as an industry. But what disturbed me was only that 11% over a 10-year period when it's been measured, of people 80 and older actually move into a community. So I thought to myself that the majority of people who can benefit from what we do never move in. And so I felt as an industry, there was a tremendous opportunity to begin to think about how do we decouple the service and experience we provide from the real estate that we build to be able to capture the attention and support people above and beyond the buildings that we're in. And so it would be an and, not an or for the industry so that we could do what we do well for so many more people so they can benefit um, in the ways that our residents have over the years we've been serving them. What I decided to do with Vitality Society was to figure out how do I replicate those services, those experiences for older people outside the building? And so Vitality Society is an online platform for people 60 and better to be at their best. We do that by tapping into their vitality, their creativity, their curiosity. It's for people who are young at heart and want to stay that way. And so Vitality Society was always intended to be an online platform. When we launched in January 2020, we as a company were just getting accustomed to the Zoom platform. And then at the early stages of the company in the early part of the winter 2020 had to educate our members about what Zoom was and how to use it because that's the platform we use for all of our live programming. 
But once we're able to familiarize people with the technology and get them comfortable with it, they really benefited from connection, which everybody was yearning for. So this idea of building camaraderie in a virtual environment, which is the essence of what senior housing does so well, we were bringing that into the virtual world. And when COVID hit, we were prepared because we had already determined the appropriate product market fit for our members to benefit tremendously from our vision. And what was exciting was that we were able to quickly scale up the amount of programming, the number of people we served and supported, and the number of partnerships that we can do pretty rapidly when the time has never been more urgent or the need greater to keep older people well and connected. And I know originally you started uh, directly to uh, older people and you still have a great, huge network, but you've grown into supporting the senior living communities with Vitality Society. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I remain an advisor to an owner group and looking at an asset managing three portfolios as an advisor. And that's work that I love doing and have always wanted to continue to do, even as an entrepreneur building this platform. So we always intended to make Vitality Society B2C, serving the consumer directly and supporting them every step of the way. But I knew going into this that the opportunity to support the senior living industry was going to be very valuable and critical ultimately for the industry because we all know that the baby boomers are coming and everybody is somewhat concerned about whether or not the buildings we have today are for the customers of tomorrow. And I wanted to take out that uncertainty and challenge and meet people where they're at today and where they may want to be right now, but help them prepare for an easier and perhaps a more, I'd say, faster segue into a community. So we are forming relationships with senior housing operators with the intent that it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort for the sales teams of senior housing to move new residents into a community in ordinary times. During COVID, which are quite extraordinary times, the length of time is exacerbated. Some communities can't even allow tours. Others are not allowed to have people move in. So what we're doing is providing a virtual solution. So it's no longer a move or not to move binary decision, but an additional option for those that are considering senior housing to benefit and enjoy the enrichment and the engagement with the staff, with residents, with other prospects, and all of our content and tools to facilitate that and make that even better and easier for all constituents involved. So it's a virtual solution for the industry to allow them to have another option to serve more people today and to support them in making a decision. But once these prospective residents know a lot more about the community and the staff and the type of experience they'll get once they move in. There's so many benefits because the extensive programming, cultural, exercise, wellness, all that you offer would be literally impossible for a senior living community to do on their own. Uh, And then I would think also it would be a huge uh, benefit as a sales tool. Correct. Correct. So what we're seeing in the data for senior housing right now is 
there's just so many ways that you could build at the top of the funnel, right? So there's so many ways that you could drive people to your website. You could build out your referral network as an industry we've always tried to do and get referrals from physicians or lawyers or financial advisors. So at the top of the funnel, there's always going to be activity and opportunity to build the number of people that could potentially move into senior housing. The challenge is by the end of the funnel, so few people come and it takes months and now close to a year or more um, for people to make that decision. So I believe that there's a real opportunity for our company to collaborate with the senior housing operators and say, you know what, we know we're not going to get everybody who is potentially interested to be a resident, but we know that many more that are moving in need something to revitalize them and engage them and enrich their lives. So we want to create that co-branded Vitality Society platform with these operators so they can have a solution while they're in this middle of the funnel period where it's, should I, shouldn't I, could I, could, couldn't I, is now the right time, maybe a few months from now. And it becomes so late when people ultimately make the decision that they can't even benefit from as much as they could have had they decided months earlier. And we know as an industry, people say, I wish I would have moved earlier. Well, now there's a virtual solution so people could experience it earlier, make their decision faster, and move in more so than ever before as a percentage of leads that become move-ins. And it humanizes the whole experience, even though it's digital, it just makes it so warm and cozy. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Just, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so for what we do, we have our own programming on Vitality Society. We do right now 16 fitness, wellness, and enrichment classes a week live. We also have recorded options, but we also work with the communities to build their own programming with their own staff. Um, so we can personalize it even more at the community level and make it even more interesting and inviting to the prospects considering senior housing for that community. Well, I know you're known as an iconoclast in the industry. Um, you're involved with the Cornell School of Healthy Futures, Milken Institute, and they look to you uh, to see what's in the future. So I know technology is, is growing leaps and bounds in senior living. And um, you did a, a white paper recently called A New Look at the Aging Industry, where you bring up several really good points about limitations in the senior living industry. Technology is one of the things that you reference that can significantly enhance resident care, improve contact and coordination with families and with healthcare providers. Tell us a little bit about technology these days in senior living and where you see it going. Absolutely. So that paper that I wrote for ASHA, A New Perspective on an Aging Industry, I, that was printed fall 2019. And you're absolutely right. Technology is a catalyst for much needed and extraordinary change and evolution for the industry. So when I was a consultant looking at various different buildings, I had the opportunity to go with what at the time was considered one of the best-in-class owners and operators of a more sophisticated building with integration of technology. And what I was shocked to see was that they had this phenomenal room programmed as telehealth, telemedicine. But then when I walked into the room to learn more about the setup, the TV wasn't plugged in. That was going to be the um, projection. The computer wasn't plugged in. 
terms of it was a whole desktop console. And I asked the extraordinary executive director who was touring me, I said, is this used? It doesn't look like anybody's ever used it. And she said, you know what? We don't really have a great provider yet. We're working through the details. And it just really underscored that even at that time, which was just a few years ago, one of the best in class who had the greatest intentions, the execution wasn't any good. And so as an industry with COVID, there is this renewed sense of interest in doing so much differently and better, and not just interest, but an urgent need. And once it became a need of the industry to evolve so that residents who were going to be limited to their rooms were able to get entertainment of some sort through devices. IN2L is a company I worked with, um, a phenomenal company. We worked on the tablet technology as, as I was on the strategy team working with the executive team. And the adoption of the tablet really took off beautifully in this period of COVID because now those residents who were had to be limited to their rooms had a way to be enriched and engaged in various different types of content, which was beautiful and wonderful to hear and see that now there's such a great need and urgency for that tablet to be deployed. And not just getting the technology out, but also what's so critical in our industry is the staff and the executive team's support of the technology. It's one idea is to have it, but then it's another idea to use it and optimize it. And now as an industry, we're seeing that the staff of the communities, the executive team of the communities, everybody is on board to make it work so that residents can stay connected and engaged, not just with community life when they're limited to their own rooms, but also with their families who are not really necessarily able to come to the buildings as they might have in the past. So Technology is no longer a nice to have, it's a must have. And this COVID um, context has really been a major inflection point for the industry and something that needed to happen. And now it's wonderful that everybody is realizing that it could be done differently and better. And technology is a great catalyst for that to happen. Yeah, it's like COVID was a swift kick in the butt <laughs> for the industry. Yes. Yes, yes, it's so important. It's so important. I mean, we really lag behind most industries in terms of adoption of technology. And it really wasn't for lack of entrepreneurs on the outside trying to get on the inside. It was just this reluctance on the part of the industry. I remember in 2004, after Marriott, where I was working Soul to Sunrise, I was speaking to Paul Clausen as I was leaving the company. I had to head back home to New Jersey in the New York area because my mom at the time was sick and thank God she's okay. But um, I said to Paul, I said, this is just so interesting. Like, have we ever thought about using technology to help the staff do their jobs better? And he said, you know, Meredith, as an industry, at the very best, we are surrogate children. He said, we do the work of what children would do if they could in terms of, you know, didn't have to work, didn't have to take care of their own children, didn't have all these limitations. He's like, that's the style of caregiving that we want to offer. And technology is not the solution to replicate that or reduce the amount of that type of care. And I just walked away, and this is obviously 16 years ago, saying to myself, that's one way of looking at it, but I'm sure eventually there'll be different ways. And here we are today, um, looking at it very differently, how technology could really improve the resident experience and also the staff and what they're able to do and how they're able to do it. 
Exactly. Um, I'd love to segue for a moment from high tech to high touch, referencing your white paper again. uh, You say there's a the industry needs to reorient itself around a culture of purposeful living. And I was listening to Ken Dykwalt's keynote speech from ICAA yesterday, and he uh, absolutely confirmed that this is the case with um, older people worldwide. So um, tell us why living with purpose is so important and how uh, senior facilities can build that into their culture. Absolutely. So with purpose comes pleasure and also longevity. All the research suggests that if one has a purpose of waking up in the morning, of getting dressed and doing something, even perhaps for a small group, their family or a bigger group, their community, there is a desire to live and there's a desire to enjoy the life you lead. And so with the lack of purpose, people become very isolated. They become potentially very depressed as a result and disease follows. So to engage people in what they enjoy, what they like, what they want to do and discover that later in life and do something about it later in life is beautiful and wonderful and is directly correlated with one's mental and physical well-being. So being purposeful is critical. In fact, um, I did about two years of research to prepare for Vitality Society because while in the senior housing industry, we certainly tried to get that younger senior into the building, the 60 to 80 year olds. And what was happening as an industry, everybody was getting older. And now the average age of entry is, I heard most recently, the mid 80s. And so what I thought to myself is, like, how do I go out and study what is this younger senior population want, right? If it's not to move into senior housing today, what do they want outside the building right now? And I was able to do a hundred um, person online questionnaire with Cornell. And then I did about a hundred people in live focus groups throughout the Northeast. And I distilled that down to eight principles. Everything that I heard and everything I learned, I distilled it down to eight principles of a new aging paradigm. And each one is two-letter words. And the first one, Nancy, is be. Be the best version of yourself with purpose and pleasure. And that's really where it all starts for us. We end with OI, O-Y, which is how to manage the challenges and concerns that one has at every stage of life, which obviously is part of this stage of life for older people. But we start with B. How do we focus on that? And Vitality Society is all around that. All of our programming is to help people feel healthier, stronger, better so that they can continue to do what they love to do even more so than ever before. So I believe the industry of senior housing and what I reflected on in the white paper was that we shouldn't be a place that people just move to retire, but move in to engage. So to me, engage and retire are in many ways opposites, right? So the notion of retirement is to disconnect and the essence of engagement is to connect. And so we want people to, when they move into the community, to be part of the programming, part of the process. That's how the industry could benefit. In other words, on Vitality Society, we have a Vitality University program. And all of our members who are interested in showcasing their passion projects or their expertise volunteer. And then we create an event around that 
and what they want to share. And so we've had people speak about um, by, in bipartisan ways about not-for-profit organizations they've created about elections. And we have a woman who um, is a retired PhD, uh, and she's going to be talking about viruses and vaccines. We had another member who is an expert in posture, who just taught a class with our physical therapy coach on posture improvement. And so we really want to engage our members in the process. And I think the industry of senior housing could tremendously benefit. And there are many companies that do that pretty well. And I think so many more can. Um, and that's something that we as an industry should really encourage the residents to be part of the process and the product of what we do. It's so interesting because uh, when I was studying the spa industry at Cornell 25 years ago, uh, we talked about the word vacation and having it be <laughs> vacate. And right. that wellness resorts was such a different a whole different paradigm because it was asking you to engage and become active and think about what you're doing, not just sit there with a cocktail. It seems like um, I'm, I'm hearing Ken Dykewell said the same thing yesterday about how it's uh, it's really not about vacation or resorts. Right. It's really about your, your next wave of your life. That's right. Um, that's right. And that's so what we see on the platform. We see people who really want to stay vital and vibrant. And by engaging in physical programs we have to build strength and build stamina facilitates that. And that's what we really want people to do. We are just two or three hours of somebody's day. And some of our members do come to every event. Um, but then we have many members, I'd say majority are working in some way, if not um, full-time with their own clients and customers that they've had for decades, part-time with a tremendous amount of volunteer commitment and interest on their parts. Well, in, in the beginning of our conversation, you had mentioned that there's a, a lot of people that don't get into a facility until it's almost too late. So right. those people, those 60 to 80 year olds, what's your advice for senior living operators? Um, let's stay specifically with like life plan communities, CCRCs. How, how do you attract, how would they attract this new generation that doesn't feel like a senior living facility is for them? Right. It's an interesting question. And at the moment, I believe that's virtual. It's a virtual solution, Nancy, because there is this reluctance for people to move. Um, even though in many markets, selling their homes right now would be a very worthwhile thing to do because there's so many people, particularly in the area where I am in the New York City metro area, there's so many people leaving the city to the suburbs that if those older people wanted to sell their house, now could very well be a great time to do that. But on the other hand, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right time to move into senior housing. So I believe the virtual solution is a great one to support members in saying, you know what, I want a taste of senior living. I want to have the extraordinary program I hear about in terms of an activities calendar that's very robust and rich with interesting and exciting classes where I can continue to learn. That's another one of our principles is ed, is to keep your mind sharp and be a lifelong learner. So people could really benefit from the activities calendar, which a virtual solution like ours um, would allow them to engage in. And also engaging with the staff, right? To have people who could serve and support your interests, which is what our platform is set up to do for the industry. So I think that's a, a short-term solution in the extraordinary times of COVID that we're living in. And then Vitality Society could 
very well support these communities in offering more programming in their communities live, right? So um, the, the formula that we have in thinking about top tier instruction specifically for this population of a younger senior, we do it by providing a sufficient amount of support, but an adequate challenge. So I'll give you an example. We have people on our platform who engage in some of our higher intensity classes. And at the end, who have been with us for months will say, we love this class, this class is the best. Would you consider introducing another one just like it or something even higher intensity? Because now that we've graduated, we wanna do it, take it even to the higher level. And so, and then we have a whole program that we're launching the seated series for people who come on the platform and are just getting familiar and comfortable or are managing an injury or illness and prefer to sit down. So we serve a wide spectrum and I think the industry could benefit from doing the same, not appealing to the lowest common denominator and assuming everybody needs the least, but understanding that there's a great variance in the population of 60 plus multiple generations, decades of living, and you want to provide that just right challenge with sufficient support so everybody gets to the next level no matter where they are. I, I would imagine too that you're just collecting a wealth of data to be able to personalize and customize and uh, grow, grow with more programming, more accurate programming. Yeah, for us right now as an earlier stage company, I um, still to this day either open or close most of our classes, um, the 16 we have each week. So I have 30 years of my life have been dedicated to working with older people and I have loved being part of this population since I was very young and I have derived tremendous pleasure in terms of getting to know our members since we've launched since January. And so while you could take a very rigorous data collection approach, my approach is very high touch. So I the members like to email us and our concierge team. Um, we get to see them on Zoom and get their feedback. They write to us on the platform and we've predominantly grown through word of mouth. So we really rely on our members being very satisfied so that obviously that they feel comfortable recommending their friends and family. And that's exactly what happens. So we have a lot of mother daughters. We have lots of sisters, sister-in-laws, sorority sisters, uh, husbands and wives. And, and it's been it's been wonderful. Uh, just the recent New York Times coverage of Vitality Society, and we've been on ABC News in many different markets like Los Angeles and Philadelphia. I mean, that really has um, created a lot of interest and enthusiasm around what we are doing, um, which we're grateful for. But it's really the coaches and our members who've brought in a lot of enthusiasm and, and cultivated that interest in what we do. Well, this may be a redundant question, but what gets you most excited about senior living? Oh, I'll always be an enthusiast of senior housing. I love the industry. I, I think as an industry, we have just incredible people, right? I mean, I always think to myself, you know, if you're just interested in real estate, you could be in so many other asset classes. For example, self-storage is a lot easier than senior housing, right? So self-storage, you have the real estate, maybe you have one staff member or two, maybe you have a vehicle. In senior housing, we have all that plus, 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 plus hundreds of residents relying on a staff 24-7, 365 days. And then we have to also 
serve the adult children and as well as the physicians that need information about their patients. And, and so it's a very complex industry and it attracts extraordinary people. And I've loved working with and getting to know so many of them over the years. I've been um, part of various different women groups and um, the uh, future leaders for NICS. So that was wonderful when the um, National Investment Council put together the Future Leaders Council. And um, I was fortunate. Um, many of us were part of that first year and I chaired that first year organization and I loved it. I just, the enthusiasm and, and that people feel towards what our mission is, is just wonderful. So that I love most about senior housing. And then I, I think also what attracted me to the industry is I think there's just so much opportunity to continue to evolve and improve. And that's truly what I noted, quite frankly, 20 years ago when I began, but I was too young and not yet experienced enough to know exactly what we could and should do differently and better. And now I'm proud to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk with Vitality Society and support the industry in offering a great virtual solution to expand what they do and augment their impact. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here with us today. You're such a wealth of information and it looks like you've really nailed it with a program that is just going to benefit people, benefit the industry as a whole. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nancy. I really appreciate it. And I love the work you're doing and uh, I can't wait to see the impact you have on all of us. So thank you. Oh, thank you. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast. Podcast. 